Hello and welcome to Area 512. I'm your host, Alicia Postigo, bringing to you from the Texas Hill Country aliens, wormholes, and other interstellar creatures. In this podcast, I will review the science fiction and fantasy books, movies, and shows that I read as or watch as I read them or watch them, whichever the case. There's no specific schedule, but I would try to um, post at least once a month. There's no script and there's no editing. And this podcast is basically my personal opinion and ideas of the science fiction that I um, read or watch. For my first ever podcast, I'm going to review The Light Brigade by Cameron Hurley. Just Google The Light Brigade and read the poem by Tennyson so that you get an idea of um, what this book is going to be about. Not exactly, but you know, the reference in the title goes back to Tennyson. Now let's look at uh, the world that we're living in, in the, the Light Brigade. So we live in a world ruled by corporations. It's a corporate dystopia. And these corporations rule the worlds and humanity is stratified based on membership, right? So we have three levels. We have, at the top, we have the citizens who are full members of the corporation with full rights. We have the residents who are working their way up to the corporation. And then we have the ghouls who are outside of the corporate world and basically they're treated as subhuman and slavery. Now, on this book, we follow Deeds, a soldier that is working its way up through the corporate world, starting as a ghoul, going through residency. The world is at war also. The Earth is at war with Mars. And there's a lot of indoctrination going on. When this goes through the training to become a soldier, it's a grueling. It's a grueling training. There's a lot of indoctrination. There's a lot of notes of national pride or or corporation pride. It's a lot of deconstructing or breaking down a person into the very, very basic in order to rebuild it as a killing machine, which is an accurate way of describing what a soldier is today. You don't want independent thinkers as grunts. You want human beings that would do whatever they're told to do and believe whatever they're told to believe in order to perform accordingly to orders. So that's the world that we live in. As we follow deeds, the war, we start noticing that there's a lot of control of the information, right? There's a lot of control of the information, control of communication, misinformation, rewriting of history, isolation. There's a lot of what we would see today in a cult that's tried to indoctrinate its members. And that's what goes on within the corporations and within the armies 
that these corporations have. And there's a sense of us versus them, right? The Earth versus Mars, because we're at war with Mars. Throughout the book, what we discover is that things are not how they are presented to us. And there are hints of that right from the beginning. And it's the evolution of deeds as we start with a naive soldier who believe what they're told to believe. And we ended up with an independent thinker, which is, I think it's great. Now let's talk about time travel. Now time travel is tackled here in a non-linear fashion. But before that, let's talk about the war. During this war, soldiers grunts are teleported from point A to point B and to teleport somebody you break that person down into the atoms that constitute them and then those atoms are sent like light from point A to point B and at point B they're reconstituted. Of course you see here all the things that could go wrong right? Because you could be reconstituted with an arm coming out where an arm is not supposed to be, etc., etc., right? So what we have is because of this teleporting, because of this transforming human beings into light, basically, sending them across great distances and reconstituting them at the end, there's a lot of, it comes to, it's a, it's a point that pushes the plot forward, this, tele, this teleportation. And usually, whatever, whatever mishaps may happen, when a soldier is sent to point, from point A to point B and then back to point A, they usually experience everything that is happening in a, linear, timely linear way, right? So I am sent to do this mission. I am sent there, complete the mission, come back and debrief on the mission. As we follow Deeds, we see that Deeds is experiencing the war in a non-linear fashion. She's romping, <coughs> romping. She's jumping ahead in time. She's jumping back in time. She is going to missions where that haven't been planned yet. She's going back to, you know, points where she didn't leave from. So to give you an example, let's say that the missions are numbered from one to 10. And I started mission one, so I go, start with, okay, we're going to go to mission one and they send me, but when I'm there, I'm mission 10. And when I come back, I come back to one, but I have experienced mission 10. And, you know, we go mission two, three, four, and mission four, I'm sent back to mission on mission four and I am sent back to mission two. And when I come back to four, I have not experienced four. I have experienced two, which I didn't experience in the first place. It's kind of, I don't know if I'm explaining it correctly, but 
Imagine it as a circle and you're in the middle of the circle and you would jump from the middle to one, then back to the middle, from the middle to two, and then back to the middle, from the middle to three, and then back to the middle. So instead of jumping middle one, middle two, middle three, you're jumping middle one, middle five, middle 12, middle two. You have to read the book. Go ahead and read it because then it's an awesome book. But this is the main, this is the main, the main um, event that is pushing the plot forward is deeds experiencing the world in a non-linear way. Through deeds experience, we gather information that we're not supposed to be gathering because, of course, she's jumping ahead in events that other people haven't experienced yet. Um, we start seeing the, the, the real control that the corporations have over the war. And what is really happening bef- behind the war. And I'm going to give an example that do you really believe that the U.S. went to war on terror to protect Middle Eastern countries and their citizens. Of course not. We went for oil. Uh, You may or may not believe me, but behind each war, we don't have the ideals that people think we have. We're not going to war because it's the right thing to do unless it's Hitler. You know, we go to war because our governments think it's an advantage for them because they're looking to gain something for participating on those wars. And I think that's just the reality of it. So we see that in this book. We start seeing what is behind the war. And um, there's two different timelines going on in this book, right? We follow deeds and then there's two other characters in the book, an interrogator and a person who is being interrogated in interrogation room 101. So we follow that that plot line too. We have deeds and we have whatever's happening with these two people that are on a back and forth interrogation situation, right? And those two plot lines tie up at the end. Mm, I really don't want to say anything else without spoiling the book, but there's time travel, jumping in, jump, jumping, in. <clears throat> jumping ahead and back. There is corporate dystopia, and then there is the misinformation, rewriting of history, the machine of war, the benefit of war for big corporations, indoctrination, a lot of themes that are relevant today. And there's a couple of reveals. Well, there's a few reveals, right? But there's a couple of reveals at the end of the book. If you're I wasn't smart enough to catch him. I did catch a couple, but not all the reveals, which is always good, right? Because you want to be reading a book and feel that you're smart enough to figure out a couple of things that are going on, but you don't want to be so obvious, the book to be so obvious that you know how it's going to end. 
And the ending of this book, I have to say, it's a very human ending. You know, sometimes I read sci-fi books and something happens and at the end it's like a, like, not happily ever after, but all the issues are absolutely resolved at the end of the book. And in this one, it's a very satisfactory ending, but it's a realistic ending. You feel that that that's that that's a, a, a reasonable and an achievable ending for the book. I really love this book. I would highly recommend it. It's a very intelligent book. Very intelligent. Um, I have to say that at the beginning, going through the training with deeds, when I was reading um, reading that part, it was kind of difficult for me. I'm not a soldier, never been in the military, although I come from a military family, so I have not experienced what it is to be trained as a soldier, what what a person, what a core of a person needs to be, the strength that you need to be a soldier, right? So for me, it was a little bit extreme and a little bit grueling what the soldiers went through to get ready for this war. So that may be because I haven't gone through a process that is remote that could be remotely similar. So, um, yeah, that's all that I have to say. It's a great book. Love time travel, and I do love corporate dystopias. Also, one thing that I have to say in regards to this book is that I did find a lot of hidden hidden. Um, hints to to other sci-fi books and to other authors for example interrogation room 101 that is a reference to another science fiction book i'm not going to say which one you have to figure out for yourself so as you read this book or if you decide to do the audiobook version as you listen to it play Pay close attention because you're going to be finding um, these little hints and these little references. Now, these references are not for the casual sci-fi reader. They're for like a deeper sci-fi reading. So please enjoy the book and I hope you have enjoyed my podcast for today. We're about 15 minutes in. Um, this is the, my first ever podcast, and I hope I, I hope that you enjoyed it, and you will come back next month. Due to the um, coronavirus pandemic that we're suffering everywhere in the world right now, we're sheltering in place here in Austin. So I've been doing a lot of um, Netflix binging, and you know Amazon Prime and all that fun stuff. So. I am going to, I did like, uh, sorry, I'm jumping all over the place right now, but I am re-watching Fringe from season one until the end, just because I love that show. So I may, I think that my next podcast is going to be reviewing season one of Fringe. We'll see. Um, until the next time, and I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope you come back. Cheers from Austin. Bye.